0: What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News. My phone is blowing up right now because there's so much news to talk about. We're just a couple hours away from the official start time of WrestleMania kickoff, along with the WrestleMania main card at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to give you my rapid predictions, talk a little bit about NXT TakeOver, talk about all the news, all the latest signings, all the latest potential signings. My God, where do we start? Well, looking at my watch right here, it looks like WrestleMania is a couple hours away. So let's talk WrestleMania real quick. There are a whole lot of matches on this show. You want me to count them? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen 10, 11, 12, 13 matches. I think maybe 14. I may have missed one. Either way, 13, 14 matches. Crazy amount of matches. Let's start at the top per WWE.com. WWE Champion Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I got Randy Orton winning this match, although I would not be surprised if Luke Harper interferes, Eric Rowan interferes, and all that chaos outside causes Randy Orton to lose and Bray Wyatt retains, especially if this match isn't going to go on last, because according to WrestlingObserver.com, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns could most likely, be going on last. Why, you ask? Well, I would imagine that would mean Roman winning, which in reality would be kind of a heel win. And also, Jim Ross, a good friend of the show. Rest in peace, Jan Ross. He recently lost his wife, Jan, in a devastating accident. Uh, Jim Ross announced that he has signed with WWE while still working for Access TV in New Japan to do a few network specials and to occasionally do some announcing. And presumably... He's going to be doing some announcing at WrestleMania 33. And if you're going to bring out Jim Ross, why not bring him out during the main event? Could it be Undertaker's retirement? Every year we hear this. It's Undertaker's last match. It's Undertaker's last ride. If this was, I would have liked them to have advertised this ahead of time. He could have done an Undertaker's last ride tour. But if he chooses to hang up the gloves, hang up the boots, hey, dude just had hip surgery. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got beautiful children at home. I understand. We have Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. I think most of us agree Brock Lesnar is going to win this one. Now, whether this match goes two minutes, 12 minutes, 22 minutes, I doubt that. Uh, That remains to be seen, but I have Brock winning this one. Seth Rollins, Triple H non-sanctioned match. Assuming this actually is a match and not just a long brawl, I think Seth Rollins wins. I think Samojo tries to interfere, maybe Kevin Owens as well. And I think maybe we get a run-in from, say, Finn Bauer. This is the problem with this show. A lot of matches, a lot of intriguing matches, but I could easily see WWE, based on their booking, finding ways to incorporate different guys in matches via interference, which, in the context of these individual matches, makes sense. But when you're doing all kinds of interference and chaos across a six-hour event... It can be a little overkill, so we'll actually see what happens there. Undertaker, Roman Reigns. (sighs) Man, God bless the Undertaker, but I see Roman Reigns winning this one. and Look, if it's Undertaker's last match, it makes sense for Roman Reigns to win. If WWE still wants to push Roman Reigns as a babyface, I'm not feeling that. But i got to tell you, I've listened to a lot of media interviews he's done with ESPN and Chris Jericho. And the guy behind Roman Reigns, Joe Inouye, sounds like a guy I'd want to have a drink with if I drank. You know, or go to the club with. Like, He seems like a really cool dude, and he's got a swagger about him, and I just feel like if they turned him heel, as much as I hate the reverse psychology these days of the heels being bigger babyfaces than actual babyfaces, which I think is a huge flaw in booking, at the end of the day, if you want to accomplish the goal of Roman Reigns becoming a top babyface and the true face of the company, where he's not just the top merchandise seller amongst full-timers, but the top merchandise seller period, and a guy who can actually move ratings and ticket sales, which at the moment he hasn't, I think you got to turn him heel. They did it with The Rock. It worked out for him. The Rock's posted on an Instagram about it. I think he made an Instagram post last year before WrestleMania thirty two saying straight up, you know, the fans hated me, I turned heel, and then a couple years later I was the biggest star in the company. I think a chap out Roman Reigns. Will it happen? I don't know, but to me it makes perfect sense to eventually move him to SmackDown, form a heel stable with his cousins, his best friends, the Usos, and then eventually he could turn a babyface. That's what I do. But Will they do that? They've had two years to, and so far they have not. Shane McMahon and AJ Styles, for the love of God, I hope Shane McMahon doesn't win. I don't think he's going to win. I think it would be disastrous for SmackDown if he won. I see AJ winning this one, and hopefully AJ Styles can pull out a great match out of his ass with Shane McMahon because, yeah, the Hell in a Cell match was not great last year with The Undertaker, uh, except for that one spot. Uh, although there was a lot of intrigue with the stipulation and everything of Shane getting control of Raw. Uh, Shane at Survivor Series, not good. Potatoed a bunch of dudes. he killed himself taking that freaking spear from Roman Reigns. So hopefully both men are alive the next day and hopefully AJ Styles wins. And if you haven't seen the WrestleMania set, it's essentially a spoof of Universal Studios. It looks really cool. But... It's not cool if you remember that Shane McMahon is 47 years old, maybe 48 now, and likes to jump off high things. So, God bless him. I hope he has some crash pads down there because that dude's insane. He's got a family, and uh, I hope he doesn't kill himself. We have Bayley versus Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. It could go several ways here. I could see Bailey pinning Charlotte to retain, mm. but they already did the title change, and Bailey's already a champion. You could do Sasha turning on Bailey since this is an elimination match. Actually, I believe it's an elimination match. It was a fatal four way for a little while, and then it became an elimination match. So I could see Charlotte and Naya getting eliminated, and at the end, Sasha hitting Bailey with like a belt or something, and then pinning Bailey. That could happen, and you give Sasha Banks for a WrestleMania moment, albeit a year too late. Or you could do Nia Jax just destroying everybody, kind of like what they did with the authors of Pain at NXT TakeOver, which, frankly, I wouldn't really mind that much. I don't think Nia has to be a long, dominant champion, but you could give her the belt for a little bit, and then you could have Bailey versus Nia Jax and San Jose at the next pay-per-view. Bailey's hometown. Who knows? We'll see what happens, but if you put a gun in my head, and please don't, I would tell you Sasha Banks wins after turning on Bailey. We have Jericho versus Owens. I actually have Jericho winning this one since he's the babyface, since he's the guy that was turned on by Owens. Technically, he got his revenge distracting Owens in the Universal title match, costing Owens the title. But I actually have Jericho winning this one and then Owens beating Jericho at the next pay per view in a blow off match to win the U.S. title. John Cena, and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. That beef is legit real, kids. It is real. Nikki Bella talked about it on Rosenberg's podcast on ESPN, I think yesterday or, or Friday, one, one of the two days. And she went pretty in-depth. It's a long podcast because they interviewed a lot of Deadly B guys, but she went pretty in-depth about the whole beef. She said that her boss straight up said, you know, hey, we'll bring you back. She didn't mention which boss, but you can't tell Kelly Kelly and Maurice and all these girls. And in retrospect, Nikki says she wished she probably did. Uh, But, you know, they offered her an opportunity to be back on Raw and on Total Divas. So she said, okay. I think this was back in 2013. It was very short notice. And she said she texted Maurice. They weren't like super duper friends, but they were friends. She tried to explain. And long story short, Maurice and Kelly Kelly took it so personal that allegedly they lied about Nikki Bella's father being intrusive. And I think she even used the word abusive towards them. And almost cost Nikki Bella's father their job after he spent several months on the unemployment line, which if that is the case, Jesus Christmas, man. Whew. I mean, those are some explosive allegations. That's just making me sweat thinking about it. My God. So I believe she straight up called Marisa bitch or bitch like. And yeah, she said they'll never be friends. She says all they do is say, say thank you to each other. They don't make eye contact. Uh, it's affected the relationship with Miz and Cena as well. Although Miz and Cena are still relatively respectful uh, towards each other, so yeah, there's some there's some real beef here. And I guess you can understand why John Cena buried Maurice so badly on SmackDown, and she straight up said, you know, you can only your her man can only take the the abuse towards his woman so for so long. And you know that did not sound like an in character interview at all. It really didn't. I could be getting worked here, but it sounded pretty real to me. I got John Cena and Nikki winning this one. It might be Nikki's last match for a while. She strained her neck, uh, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, and went to see a doctor. And she's had neck issues for a while now, coming off of her surgery. So I see Nikki Bella winning this match with John Cena. And dare I say, John Cena proposing to Nikki. Although Nikki says, I'm not getting my hopes up, but I can see it happening. Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin should win this one. I hate the booking of him, though. I thought he looked great in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal last year, and then they proceeded to put him in a bunch of stupid matches with Dolph Ziggler where they traded wins 500 times. He went to SmackDown, had a pretty good run, but then he's lately lost to Dean Ambrose in an elimination match. He lost in the Royal Rumble, which, you know, whatever. It's fine. At least he eliminated Braun Strowman. But he lost to Randy Orton a couple of weeks ago via distraction. If you want to push this guy as a monster, he really shouldn't be losing matches, so... If you want to push him, even though he's not the best wrestler in the world or anything like that, he's a decent character, I would have Baron Corbin. Pin Dean Ambrose clean as much as I hate to see Dean Ambrose marginalized. I mean, it's it's already happened, so you might as well put over Baron Corbin. Keep him undefeated, for the love of God, for at least six months, at least up until SummerSlam. And hopefully, hopefully, he'll get over and get to a point where WWE would be comfortable putting him in the main events. We'll see. I'm not feeling it right now. I think he's held his own for the most part, but the booking hasn't done him any favors. I feel like his dialogue's been horribly scripted, and I feel like he's lost way too much over this last year. So please, please, protect this man! Speaking of protection, my God. These six men are going to need protection because they're in a ladder match, an impromptu ladder match for the most part. Gallows and Anderson versus Sheamus and Cesaro versus Enzo and Cass. There are rumors that the hardys could be in this ladder match as well the hardys dropped the roh tag titles on the super card of honor to the young bucks i believe in a ladder match so uh, i don't know Uh, going from one crazy ladder match to another not conducive for uh, good long-term health particularly if you're the hardys have gone through a lot of abuse but they could appear after the match you never know And yeah, we'll see what happens with the broken Matt Hardy character because he's still in litigation with TNA. Well, excuse me, Impact Wrestling and Anthem. But it sounds like his wife is pretty confident they're going to win. So hopefully for their sake and for the fans' sake, they do. But as far as who would win if the Hardys aren't in it, if you want the big pop, why not Enzo and Cass? I just hope Cass, uh, excuse me, not Cass, Enzo doesn't get destroyed because uh, God bless that guy, but he is very, very reckless with his bumps. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship, which I think turned into a six pack challenge, but Alexa Bliss, uh, the Hall of Fame hinted there could be more entrants, so it wouldn't be a six pack challenge. Right now, you have Naomi, who returned on SmackDown, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Natalia, uh, Mickey James. And I'm forgetting one more person. Why is my oh Becky Lynch. So that does leave the door open for maybe Asuka to make a special appearance, although I wouldn't want to beat her, even though if it's a multi woman match, it wouldn't really count. Um you could also bring in Tamina, who's been doing a lot of house shows on the SmackDown side of things. There's a number of women you could bring in. Maybe Beth Phoenix. Who the hell knows? The thing is, uh, I've heard rumblings of maybe them doing a swerve and giving the belt to Carmella since James Ellsworth is going to be in her corner and he could be the X-Factor in the match. I think that would be disastrous unless you're going to have Carmella win and then one of the NXT women, like say Asuka, debuts on the main roster on Tuesday SmackDown. I don't see that happening, the, the latter part. But I could see them doing something wacky and giving Carmella the title. She's not that great in the ring. I don't mind her gimmick at all. I like the whole deal with James Ellsworth, but seriously, I'd give the title to Naomi. Do right by her. The poor girl had to drop the championship even though she was coming back in time for WrestleMania. I thought that was kind of stupid if you ask me, especially if they knew about it ahead of time in the back of their minds that, yeah, she's going to be back at WrestleMania. I think they should have just kept the title on her. So I would like to see Naomi get more than a nine-day run with a title and I hope she wins it back. But you know, they'd be in their hometowns. They might just have Alexa Bliss retain or somebody win Anyway, you know, I guess if Carmella wins, you could always have Naomi win it in Orlando on Tuesday which would help SmackDown Live kind of be that new post-WrestleMania tradition as well because they're doing SmackDown in Orlando in addition to Raw as well. So You could do that too. We have the Cruiserweight Championship. It is a kickoff match, by the way, to SmackDown women's match due to all the overwhelming Twitter support got moved to the main card, so kudos to all the fans who made that happen. We have Neville versus Austin Aries in what might be the best match on the show, if time allows, and the kickoff match. I wish this was on the main card, but you know, some people got to be on the pre-show. I could see Neville winning this one. I think Neville does win. And I think they do a rematch the next night on Raw where Austin Aries beats Neville 1-2-3 in front of the hot WrestleMania Monday crowd. And lastly, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Man, there are quite a few participants here. Do they have the, the full list? I'm trying to see if they have the full list here. Okay. They have uh, the Chinese superstar to be signed. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Tian, B- Tian Bing. He is going to be in the Battle Royal. Kylian Kilian Dane, Dane. Big Damo. The former Big Damo. Uh, of the Irish-UK wrestling scene. Of Sanity. He's going to be in the Battle Royal. Easy for me to say his new name. Mr. Dane. I'll just call him Mr. Dane. We have Mark Henry, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Kurt Hawkins, Big Show. And it could be his last match as he pretty much told Bleacher Report. He says his career's winding down. And yeah, it's unfortunate he never got that Shaq match. But hey, man. Money talks and BS walks. Apollo Crews is in it. Heath Slater's in it. Rhino, Jinder Mahal in his biceps and veins. Bo Dallas, Primo Epico, Chad Gable, Jason Jordan. The Usos, the new tag team champions. Dolph Ziggler, Kurt Axel, R-Truth, Goldust, Sami Zayn, and my pick to win it, Braun Strowman. If this was on the main card, I would have said, hey, why not have Finn Bauer come out? But that's not going to happen because it's on the pre-show. So I see Braun Strowman winning. Yes, it's predictable. Yeah, there aren't a lot of potential winners other than Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn. But I would just have Braun Strowman win it. Why not? He's been doing great, and it sucks he's not on the main card. So hopefully he wins. I hope we at least get a Finn Balor entrance at WrestleMania. Maybe just say that, you know, the Demon's back. Just just something. Give him a little. Throw, throw this poor guy a bone. You know, he injured his shoulder after winning the Universal title. He had to vacate it. Throw him a bone. Put him on the uh, on the WrestleMania card. We're also going to get a performance by Pitbull, Lunch Money Lewis, Flo Rida, Damian Marley. I don't mind that. People are complaining, but you know what? It's supposed to be a show for the mainstream as well in addition to hardcore fans. I happen to like Pitbull and Flo Rida. I might be the only fan that does, but hey, whatever. I'm fine with it. Just don't take 15 minutes. All right, let's get to NXT TakeOver. Those are my WrestleMania picks if you disagree with them. If you agree with them, if you want to see if they came to fruition, tune in to our live recap immediately following WrestleMania. I have no idea when that is. In the old days, it used to be at 11pm Eastern Standard Time, but because they're on the network now, they don't have pay-per-view time constrictions, and frankly, they don't give a damn. This show could very well go over six hours, which ugh, will be insane. So if I'm a little tired, if I'm a little groggy, if I'm a little brain-dead by the time I start this recap uh, after 11 o'clock, uh, you'll know why. I mean, I think we'll all know why. I mean, it's a it's a long show, but hopefully... It doesn't drag like it did last year. Last year, Roman Reigns, Triple H decided to have a slow, plodding match in the main event at the 11 o'clock hour. No bueno. So, very quickly, NXT TakeOver. I caught it last night. Great, great show. You should absolutely go out of your way to see Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Not everybody liked this match. It was a bit slow paced. Crowd was hot all night. It was at the Amway Center, home of the Orlando Magic. Bobby Roode pinned Shinsuke Nakamura clean. With a implant DDT, the glorious DDT, off the second rope. And afterwards, they showed it on YouTube. Nakamura got a standing ovation. It looked like a farewell. I predict he's going to debut on Raw since he's a big star. And then get drafted to SmackDown three months later in July. Which short-term sucks for SmackDown. But long-term could be a good thing. Great match. I love the selling. I thought Nakamura was very good at, at selling his knee. Bobby Roode's so awesome, so methodical. They introduced new NXT belts, which look, I think, a lot nicer than the old ones. Again, some people may complain this match was a little too slow, plotting and maybe in front of a different crowd it wouldn't have gotten over. But I really liked it, you know. And and look, Bobby Roode. I'm not gonna put him in the class of guys like AJ Styles or Cesaro or you know Okada or you know some other guys that are, that are great wrestlers. He's one definitely one of the better wrestlers in the industry. But I, I get it. You know, we live in a world where there's kind of a more fast-paced style, uh, more moves, you know, more athleticism, and I-, I can see some people not feeling his style. But he—he's a damn good professional wrestler, and he's a guy that I've seen many times live have great matches. I could tell you that firsthand. But you know, wrestling's subjective to each their own. We saw Drew Galloway, A.K.A. Drew McIntyre, in the crowd. He confirms that he has signed with NXT, so that kind of sucks for what culture pro wrestling and five-star wrestling and. World of Sport Wrestling, which is going to be re on ITV very soon. Uh, it sucks for the UK scene. I've said this before on the show. I think these UK promoters got to learn from history, man. 1984, 1985, all these people underestimated Vince McMahon. Some were even friendly to him. And then what do you know? Within a year or so, this dude just took all their stars, put him out of business. I don't necessarily blame Vince for doing that. I mean, he is a competitor. He is a businessman. He runs a big, bad, heartless corporation. Which, one of his jobs is to gobble up the competition. And so, another one bites the dust. Drew McIntyre back with WWE. I am happy for him, but I feel like it's almost a case of too much talent under one banner to the point where they don't know what to do with it. They can replenish NXT, but it's not like Roderick Strong has knocked him dead in NXT. He's a spectacular pro wrestler, but they've barely done anything with him. Andre Cien Almas is a great pro wrestler, but he was a hell of a lot better as La Sombra. So, yeah, I think, I think they're going to be running into a case of too much talent, especially once they do the women's tournament, which they confirmed they're doing a women's tournament similar to the Cruiserweight Classic last year. It's going to be taking place in the summer, which looks like the Cruiserweight Classic is not going to be returning, which I think is fine. They got 205 Live. They got the Cruiserweight division on Raw. They got the UK division and, and everything else going on with that. So we'll see what happens. But that's exciting. A number of women are going to be signed. I'm sure some women in NXT that are relatively underutilized are going to be in it as well. Definitely looking forward to it. Shout out to my homegirl, Vanity, aka the Wrestle Bay, who wrestles for Wrestle Pro. She's from New Jersey, from my area. Hopefully, she gets in the mix. I just want to vouch for her. She's improved a hell of a lot over the years. So hopefully, we'll see her on TV soon. We had Cassius Ono oh, take on. Actually, who do you team with? He teamed right here with Ty Dillinger, Ruby Riot, and Roderick Strong to take on Sanity. Castro was like their mystery partner. Sanity got the win. Big Damo, I believe, pinned Ty Dillinger. Well, Dane pinned Ty Dillinger. This is okay. We had Alistair Black, a.k.a. Tommy End, defeat Andre Cien Almas. I thought this was an awesome match and a great, great, great debut for Alster Black. Some people think he should have smashed this dude. That's fine, but Alistair Black, great athleticism, realistic offense. This dude looks like he could kill you in a street fight. Just tremendous presence, a ridiculously metal entrance. Loved it. Loved it. I haven't seen a whole lot of Tommy End. I've seen a little bit of him. I know he's highly regarded, and he did not disappoint here gave Andre Sin almost a big kick to the head called the black mass to get the pin. We had the match of the night DIY versus the revival versus the authors of pain. I got to eat some crow here. I called the authors of pain, the authors of lame for a long time. And frankly they were, but I got to apologize because one, I think they've made some significant improvements Two, their act has really grown on me, and I'll give Paul his props as well because he's the legendary manager and knows how to help them command their presence on screen. And three, I did not realize how young these dudes are. These guys are like 22, 23 years old, so there's a ton of room for improvement. So I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong or when my opinion changes and when I should give respect where respect is due and much respect to Authors of Pain. So they had a great match. So many double-team spots. The story of the match was that the Revival and DIY hate each other, but they hate the Authors of Pain more, and the Authors of Pain are so dominant. A lot of great spots here. Authors of Pain ended up actually pinning DIY, eliminating them first, and then pinning the Revival. Great match. It looks like it's going to be a send-off for the Revival. I can see him on SmackDown. They kind of have that like Southern wrestling thing going, kind of like AJ Styles. I could maybe see him. Being in a stable with AJ Styles. At least I'd maybe put him in a stable with AJ Styles. Although, personally, I'd, I'd rather see him reform the club. But, either way, great match. And, in my humble opinion, in the future, there should be a tag title match at main events NXT as opposed to a NXT World title match. So, overall, thumbs up show. Oh, one more match. I'm sorry I forgot to mention. Asuka B Ember Moon. Best match that Asuka has had in months. Months. And Ember Moon, no surprise, hell of a wrestler, gave Asuka a hell of a match. Finish came when Ember Moon was going for the Eclipse Stunner. And Asuka, despite it not being a DQ, may have accidentally or intentionally, thrown the referee into the corner, crotched Ember Moon. Ember got kicked in the head, one, two, three. They turned Asuka heel, but the crowd still loves her. So I guess this is going to build to Ember chasing Asuka and maybe it culminating at NXT Brooklyn. We will see. Maybe NXT London. But this was also a great match. Overall, man, a great weekend of wrestling so far. Just very quickly, I want to go over a few more news tidbits because there is so much to go over. You see why I did the WrestleMania predictions first? Get them out of the way because there's a lot. Excuse me. Okay. I mentioned Drew Galloway signing with WWE. I mentioned Jim Ross signing with WWE. I mentioned Undertaker, Roman Reigns going on last. ROH tag titles went back to the Young Bucks. Hall of Fame was awesome. Very long. I think maybe they should induct less people every year. Just so that way the speeches don't go too long. And I get it. Some people complain about DDP, who's a good friend of mine, and Beth Phoenix. But I thought they had great speeches. I thought Kurt Angle had, a, had an awesome speech as well, even though he got the least amount of time. But maybe just induct less people. Because you got to remember, this is these wrestlers' moments, it's a, it's a night to honor their careers. I can't blame them going a little long, but... Yeah, it did, it did kind of drag. But Beth Phoenix, wonderful speech. Thanked almost all the women. Put over China. Such a great human being. Same thing with DDP, man. And, and it was nice to see Kurt Angle back in the fold. Uh, definitely recommend watching the Hall of Fame. I'd say just skip all the video packages. Get right to the speeches. You know, Teddy Long's wasn't, wasn't bad. Uh, but as far as the ones to go out of your way to see, if you're an old WCW fan like me, DDP, um, Beth Phoenix for sure. And definitely the main event, Kurt Angle. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling running in Long Beach I believe in July they have sold out tickets so you better check StubHub or hit up your boy to see if he has any extra ones if you want to go to Long Beach, California to check out New Japan live in the US and lastly just want to give a shout out to some of the promotions that did very well WrestleMania weekend in Orlando Ring of Honor did a record crowd I believe of 3,000 people maybe even closer to 4,000 Progress did over 1,000 fans Evolved it very well. And Joey Janelle's spring break. Shout out to Joey Janella of CZW, who is actually a Jersey boy. I think he's actually from the same Monmouth County area as me. He's a guy who's been known to take some crazy bumps, be a little wild and wacky. He put together this ridiculous spring break event that was wacky. That included Dan Severin and an invisible man. But he did a hell of a job, from what I understand, according to the gifts and live reports. So much respect to fellow Jersey boy, Joey Janela. Hopefully he'll bring some type of summer break event in the Brooklyn, New York, New Jersey area for SummerSlam since I am based here. And it'd be kind of cool to check it out. But folks, I want to hear from you. Whew, told you there was a lot of news. What do you think about WrestleMania? What do you think about WrestleMania weekend? What do you think about the future? Let me know. Leave a comment below. Tweet us, Facebook us, do what you gotta do. If you enjoyed this update, Please click the like button. Please share this with all your friends. If you're in the Manhattan area, baby, I would love it if you would check out my new TV show on Manhattan Neighborhood Network. TSC News on MNN. It's on Fios 34, RCN 83. Time Warner Cable 56 and 1996. It also streams live on MNN.org. If you wonder when it airs, it's Thursdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thursday mornings, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Fun show. A half hour of absolute fun and chaos. You'll definitely enjoy it. We also upload the episodes the next day on demand right here on this YouTube channel. So please check it out. Thank you for the support. Join us for the live WrestleMania recap right after WrestleMania. Whenever the hell that ends. Until next time, everybody. As always, enjoy the matches and especially WrestleMania.